Bismillah, assalamu alaikum barakatuh. What are you guys saying? It's your brother Suleiman here with another podcast. Um, for tuning in. Uh, alhamdulillah, having more podcasts on a consistent basis. Um, before I start, please do uh, follow the link of podcast on Insta and TikTok. If you're watching us on YouTube, smash the subscribe button, the like button, click the little notification so you'll stay alerted when we do a new podcast. Um, you can also listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, and before I also continue further, please do follow up the One Brother platform. Uh, again, available on Insta. Um, and TikTok uh, We have more content coming out By the time this podcast would have been released would have been a week into A week after our uh, first ever link up We've done it in the Kuala Valley Hopefully it went well If you missed out on that link up You can follow us up for more We're going to do more of our link up More, um, you know Meeting up with brothers Being around good atmosphere And just, you know Being in a good place for young Muslims Inshallah But now, getting on today's podcast Today I am with two very special brothers Talking about something that I think A lot of people have been concerned about even though it may have happened a few weeks ago, I know that on social media it's still a big thing. And that is what happened in Leicester a few years ago. So as many of you may have known, you know, about a month ago or so now, there was a game between uh, Pakistan and India. From that, you had a lot of um, tension between uh, the Hindus fight against the Muslims. And post the actual game, you had, you know, the instance of people from the Hindus for kind of way of thinking they were... Um, attacking single or small group of Muslims that then escalated to being a big massive like um, standoff between the Muslim community and the Hindutva if you want to call them mobs um, and then from that we've had a lot of media coverage a lot of things even though it's no longer being discussed in Leicester we'll still see our Ummah in India being uh, attacked even when I was on the way here I saw a post on Insta seeing a woman who was uh, reporting that she was raped by some Indian officers or Hindutva officers basically so today I have two very special brothers um, who have you know very vocal about these kind of issues to, I'm with firstly um, brother Shakil Afza who is very very well known in the community he's been very open on the whole RSC LGBT kind of agenda that's been going on and very open about what's going on in Kashmir, uh, Philistine and our brothers in India um, and our brother Lukman who is no stranger to the podcast he has you know he's given talks to in various universities at his local masjids as well and he is someone who um, is very active on social media and he's someone who has been very vocal and as trying to give some kind of viewpoint on this from Islam on this issue um, how's your drive here? Long man, long, but you know, I love <laughs> listening to podcasts actually. Alhamdulillah. How's your day been so far, guys? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm only up the road, so Alhamdulillah, I never had that long drive. <laughs> I'm just literally down the road. To be honest, this morning I moved out. Um, <laughs> no, I literally changed house today. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, no, no, had one. It was a bit of a headache, but you mm. know, um, got here eventually, man. So, before I start today's podcast, today's topic, I always start off with a little segment called Real Talk. And it's essentially ask you guys a set of questions just to get you thinking, get your thoughts on something. So the first one is, um, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Want to go first? The best piece of advice I can say that I was given and, and, and I feel that was most useful to me up until this day and probably the next, well, for the rest of my life, I would imagine, was speak the truth. Mm-hmm. speak the huck unfortunately in our society we have far too many people what i like to call a bunch of yes men mm. you know we are appeasing the wrong people you know everyone has shortfalls everyone has shortcomings we're not you know we're not i'm not you know here trying to say that i'm a saint but always speak the huck mm-hmm. from when we are silent on the issues that matter to us mm-hmm. you know that is the, the the biggest problem and and the advice of that was given to me was mm. speak the huck regardless of the discrimination mm. regardless of the pressure regardless of you know 
the sort of sidelining and you know black sheeping that you will face. Mm-hmm. How about you, bro? Um, probably, probably from my father, mm. which is get married young if you can, you know, and he, and he got me married young, man, especially, you know, yes. with the, like we've mentioned before, you know, mm. um, the struggle of uh, university, struggle mm. of you know, Birmingham streets, um, you know, Coventry Road, etc. So, it's not you that know, bad in Birmingham. it's a worse than the, the Stoke, man, but you know, it's, getting, <laughs> it's, it's affecting everybody. I mean, this is mm. um, the, the, the society that we're living in today. Yeah, um, you know, it's literally this kind of fitness all around you. Um, so yeah, from my father, you know, get married young if you can. And, mm. you know, Alhamdulillah, that was very, very beneficial advice. Alhamdulillah. Okay, now last one, which is a bit deeper now. If you can meet your younger selves, what what uh, advice would you give younger Shaq or younger Lukman? Who wants to go first? I'll let brother Lukman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what would you give my advice to my younger self? Um... I think I'd say, you know, stay in Pakistan. Uh, you know, I was I, I grew up in Pakistan. Yes, yes, I went to school that. there. Yeah. Um, I lived there for 11 years. If I knew um, what I know now, uh, the transition of moving from mm. a Muslim country to, you know, the West um, was difficult in, in a lot of regards, bro. You know, just moving back here, fitting in here. Mm. Um, I think if, if, if I knew then what I know now, I would have probably never left. That doesn't mean that Pakistan is by far you know, and quote unquote Islamic country, etc. But you know, uh, looking at the future, my own children, etc. Mm-hmm. I would have probably stayed there, man. How about you, bro? What's what advice you give your younger self? You can meet your younger self. Oh, I would give myself a lot of uh, advice, <laughs> but I think the, the, the main advice is uh, that I would give my younger self is um, Shaquille, know your responsibilities. That's important. You know, a lot of us, we fail to realize that our responsibilities are not only to our children, mm. not only to our parents, not only to our family, but we have an obligation as Muslims, mm. an obligation as uh, people from Abrahamic faiths, whether you're a Christian, whether you're a Jew, and people mm. by the book, that we must be responsible for the, what's happening around us. Mm. So that is, that is, I think, the advice that I would give. Uh, my my younger self, you know, it's it's very easy to live for yourself, mm. but it's very hard to live for others. No, I think mashallah, both pieces of advice are really really good. Then moving on, inshallah. Um, just want to get a bit of background context into yourselves, yeah. The like one thing I was always ask my guests is that look, how was it like growing up in well, for Lukmanu Beach Talk, uh, for Shaq? Obviously, you're born in Bern Street, Streets of Birmingham. How was it like for yourselves growing up in the UK generally as young kids, and what were some of the issues that you guys may have faced growing up? Well, for, for myself, Alhamdulillah, mm. uh, you know, with with my uh, all credit goes to my mother and father. Mm. All credit goes to my mother and father. The fact that I was I was brought up in a privileged household. You know, I'm mm. gonna. You know, I always say that. You know, due to the hard work and dedication of our parents, that mm. you know, we were. I myself was very privileged. Mm. My experience in in Birmingham, you know, has been that there is always an underlying underlying sort of narrative of mm. these Muslims. Mm. You know, there's always that under sniggling, no matter how close or how much friendship you make with these people. Or when I mean these people, I mean uh, native British people. Yes, that there's yeah. still that underlying lingering, these Muslims. And and I've seen that, you know, with my parents. Mm. Many occasions, my, my, my father's also a, a, a very, very uh, prominent human rights activist. You're second generation, aren't you? I'm third generation. Oh, you're third? I'm third. Okay. So my grandfather was here, my father was here. Okay, uh, so sure. yeah, I'm third generation uh, okay. in this country. So my my father's also a, a active humanitarian. That's where I seen it. 
you know, I always would see that, you know, there's events taking place. Mm. And rather than when having the ability to be inside these events mm. and mingle and rub shoulders with these people, my father would, you know, rather be outside and standing on what's the right, you know, what's mm -hmm. the hook. And this is a, a, a systemic problem within our community that mm. a lot of us, we think, we can't say anything about this person. We can't speak about this issue because why we'll be sidelined. We won't have that privilege. You know, it's, it's sort of back home politics mm. working in our sort of communities, which we need to definitely tackle. Okay. How about you, bro? What was the issue that you felt face growing up? Bro, literally just growing up as a Muslim. Okay. Uh, see, what happened is you've got a certain identity that you've been told. Mm -hmm. You've never really thought about. You've never really contemplated about you've been told you're a muslim you've been mm. raised as, as a muslim you went to a mosque you know uh you know every day of the week you did ramadan you mm. went to juma prayer etc um but then when you actually get out there into the real world when your ustaj is not there on your back or when your mm. parents have kind of you know given you your first house key and you're basically allowed to do whatever um that's when you start getting into a kind of a, a dilemma which is yeah. well actually you know i'm muslim etc or i've been raised as such what does that even mean? Mm. Everything around me is dragging me away from that identity. Everything around me, like like Shaq mentioned, you know, you Muslims, there's so mm. much pressure on you, so much demonization on you. You don't you don't understand your deen properly. You don't know who mm. you are. So one of the main struggles for myself and for so many around me was, okay, well, you know, as Muslim, mm. Islam, this identity, who are we? What's our history? You know, mm. what are we doing in the UK? Mm. You know, uh, what was the history? There's a whole history behind that. It's not the case that anyway, we just decided to jump on an airplane yeah. and move to Stoke or to Birmingham. Mm -hmm. There's an entire history behind that. What am I doing in the UK? 100%. You know, what am I doing in Europe? Why, why is my life um, the way that it is? Why is Islam and Muslim being portrayed in the media like it is? So within all of this context, I think mm -hmm. the most difficult thing for me growing up was, you know, how do I manage all this pressure, etc. And, you know, basically finding out what it actually means to be um, a Muslim. Now, kind of picking on that, yeah. I know we had a discussion before the podcast, yeah. Um, that looked at as Muslims we face so many different issues, and I think Shaq kind of touched on it when he mentioned some issues he faced about being vocal and actually speaking out. Do you guys ever feel that, like, even more? Because something I just want to highlight in it, like, we had, you had this discussion before. Do you guys feel like Muslims nowadays that they are a bit too scared to talk about issues like Shaq? You know, brother Shaq can probably say from experience. You know, when it comes to like things that are affecting our Islamic identity, our you know our values, our morals. Do you feel that like Muslims they're a bit scared to speak about this thing? Or do you feel like it's more so the fact that like, or they like they don't know what to say, or like is it like, you know, they they can't make sense of it? What do you guys think? I don't think anyone's scared. I mm. think it's the fact that people have a have a choice. You, okay. know, you either have a choice to stand by the hook, or mm. you have a choice to stand not stand by the hook. Mm. And I think a lot of people, unfortunately, are and it all boils down to selfishness. The fact that people think that we shouldn't say something because mm -hmm. it holds no advantage to us mm -hmm. until when they have children and those children yes. come home with complex, complex sexual uh, books mm. that would suggest, uh, you know, a lifestyle completely contradictory to one's faith. Mm. And, you know, it's 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 just about personally for me, it's about it's about that if we do not speak and, mm. you know, I, I, I sometimes come on a repetitive vibe with this, but mm. sometimes if we do not speak, about the smallest of issues that affect our community, whether they affect us or not, mm. if they affect our neighbor, if they affect our shopkeeper, if they affect, uh, you know, somebody from the local masjid, mm -hmm. and we do not embrace it like it's affecting us, then unfortunately, like the brother said, we are far from the Muslims that we should be trying mm. to be. And, you know, I'm not trying to say that, you know, I, I, 
I say this because may Allah guide me to mm-hmm. you know being Allah guide one of us a more uh, you know a better Muslim. Mm-hmm. But I I say this because and I sometimes people say Shakir, why do you always say I'm not a saint? I'm just clarifying because people will paint you with whatever mm-hmm. brush they want. Mm. You must always be true to yourself but mm. if you cannot be true to the situations that are around us only mm. because they don't affect you then you know when you go to your creator you are not only going to be asked how much salah how much ramadan how much uh, you know zakat you are also going to be asked when your community around you was burning mm. were you just reading salah or were you actually trying to help the ummah that's 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 this beautiful one No, ju- ju- even mm. just to add on that as well, bro. Like, yeah. there's a reason why Allah Taala has called us the greatest nation mm. raised from mankind. You know, Allah Taala He mentioned in the Quran that we are the greatest nation raised mm. because we enjoy the good and, and we forbid the evil. Like, this is our. You know, when you talk about like a unique selling point, mm. like 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 a stamp or a special badge. Yeah. The badge of the Muslim is that we enjoy the good and we, and we forbid the evil. Mm. You can't do that without speaking up. You, know, you have to. You have to speak up. Some people think that oh, it's It's more of a hobby. I mm. leave it to the activist kind of guys. I mm. leave it to the imam kind of guys. I leave it to the religious quote unquote kind of guys. No, this is part of being a Muslim. Mm. You know, people say, "Oh, oh, you pray five times a day. Oh, you must be religious." No, it doesn't make me religious. It makes you Muslim. It's, it's mm. part of the. It's part of the entire Islamic aqidah. You accept the aqidah. Mm. You believe in Allah and Taala. All of this comes with it. Mm-hmm. Do you see? Now, when we're talking about you know speaking out, mm. is there going to be consequences? Definitely, there's going to be. There has to be consequences, mm-hmm. bro. And just my. Personal opinion: If you are, if if you're living in such an environment and you're speaking the truth, and you don't have a negative reaction, you're not speaking the truth. Mm-hmm. If yeah, there's no, do, do you see? 100%. It has to be that way. Oh, you're surrounded by kufr. You're surrounded by filth. You're surrounded by everything which mm-hmm. is taking you away from the, the deen of Islam. If you're supposedly speaking the truth, you ha- there has to be a reaction against that. This is the sunnah, bro, of all the prophets. Mm, Every single nabi that went to his people, mm. they had, they went. Oh, none of them, none of them were greeted with open arms. Mm. They were all, you know, they had, they had a reaction, fierce reaction, to the point where Allah Subhanahu, you know, for the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Allah Subhanahu had to respond to the people that were, you know, adverse to the nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the Sahaba. So people that say, you know, is it difficult? Of course, mm-hmm. this, this is part of the. As part of the that work has mm-hmm. to be part of that work, you know. Just just mm-hmm. adding on that, actually, no, on. and just adding on that, a lot of the a lot of the at the time when this you know mm-hmm. for one one campaign, the RSC campaign mm-hmm. that happened, mm-hmm. a lot of the uh, and you know we do try to cover the sins of our of our community and everybody, but a lot of the thing that I get back is, brother Shakil, I can't speak because I'd lose my job, mm-hmm. or I'd lose mm-hmm. my career, or I can't speak by so you know. What you know, I'm not saying I'm not trying to sit here, and I don't want it to come across that Shakir is acting like so, such mm. a pious Muslim. But if you cannot do the basic thing of speaking the truth, regardless of the outcomes, and if you are a believer that Allah is the one who gives, mm. then why why are you worried about your poxy job? You know, maybe maybe Allah has maybe mm. Allah has given you the opportunity to speak to lose this poxy job and get a much better job. Mm. But the mm. fact is, what is it all boils down to the fact of selfishness and. Rightfully so. Whoever does speak the truth, you will be bombarded. You will have your own people from within your own community telling you not to speak because it affects their financial positions mm. and political seats. It is crazy how much work we have to do be- amongst ourselves mm. before we can actually go and do something for the greater good of mankind. Because we are broken, you mm. know, from within inside. We are broken. We 
care more about a nine to five, mm. yet we claim to be Muslims and we claim that Allah is the one, uh, everything that's destined to us, you know, like they say in Asian language, Jerry, Likivia, Likivia, whatever's written for me is mm. written for me. So then if, it, if somebody's come to your table and said, you look, we need you to do this and this mm. is the truth and you know inside your heart of hearts, it's the truth, yet you don't. Mm. What kind of Muslim are you then? I think, you know, it comes down to this. I think, unfortunately, what happens is that we've been born and bred here and it, I think one idea has affected the Muslim community, especially is materialism. Yeah, especially absolutely. materialism, the fact that like, we've been brought this idea, in order for you to amount to something in life, you need to have that nice job, you need to have that 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 that, that nice car, you need to have that that you know that, that you need to buy out that house, you'd be able to go on these you know these nice uh, fancy holidays and so on and so forth. And if anything comes in that kind of clashes with that, just forget that thing and solely focus on that. That unfortunately, what we've seen uh, is affected as Muslim because in society as a whole, whether you're Muslim or non-Muslim, that's what's been made as a yardstick for what makes what what makes you uh, make it in life, and it. Yeah. And unfortunately, it comes to like speaking about things, whether it be RSC, whether it be the occupation of Philistine, occupation of Kashmir. A lot of Muslims they kind of have that 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 reservation because they're like, you know what, like, oh, it's gonna affect my job, it's gonna affect my living. And, but at the end of the day, as Muslims, if you take a lesson from the Sahaba, I mean, the Prophet that they had this mentality that yes, you know what, and then they first of all, is how can I gotta stick to it? Because it's first of something that I'm be kind of to Allah Taala, and second of all, it's the truth, and I can't, you know, stay from the truth. And thirdly, yes, you know what, I may, and it's something that I've seen with a lot of brothers who have had on this podcast can be one of them. They said, look, that you know what, like. Yes, you may not have everything in this dunya. You may lose everything be- because of the fact you stick this hook. But then in the akhirah, inshallah, you know you'll have something much greater. Absolutely. Um, now I want to get into the topic of today, inshallah, which is obviously the whole less situation. Now, even though it's been like a, a few weeks after it, it's still going on, and social media is still popping, especially what's going on with uh, the oppression of our, of our ummah in India. Like Lisha, as I kind of mentioned before, on the way here, I was on my feed and I saw um, a video of a sister. She was. She's crying in the video because she was trying to get her story at the fact that there was, I think, two or probably three officers, in the officers, that had raped her, like savagely, and she was just literally reporting her struggles, just asking for help. Now, kind of going a few weeks back now, yeah. So, just so you, so, so look like, obviously we had the cricket game between Pakistan and India. That happened. Then obviously there was a massive post that went on with the Hindutva kind of like mob, essentially want to call it that. Yeah, they were on the streets of Leicester chanting some, um, some slurs or some you know um, some slurs against the Muslim community. And then from that you had little incidents that were being covered by social media. of one or two groups of Hindutvas. They were like um, isolating one or two Muslims and they were you know beating them, threatening them with a knife. I think one that actually came a bit, a bit famous was um, a traffic warden. He was they asked him are you a muslim and he goes yeah and they threatened him with a knife then from that you had a kind of what sparked it um but then you had a massive mob of hindu you know guys who are from that hindu kind of way of thinking they were literally on the streets walking past the masjids and whatnot and just chanting some slurs and some you know um uh some slurs against the muslims and that obviously caused you know enough you know the muslims are like, enough is enough they came you know they you know the standoff happened they had brothers and sisters who are from Coming from all around the Midlands who are coming around to support, show their support. Like, what actually happened? What can you can you guys make sense? I can only obviously, but the Shaq done a bit of coverage on it, and Lukman also done a bit of coverage on it. What, how do you guys make sense of what happened in Leicester? Look, what happened in Leicester is just mm-hmm. part of a big thing that's been happening since the partition of India and Pakistan, and even probably before that. Mm-hmm. These are barbaric individuals who believe that they are a superior race, who believe that they are better than any other person. Now, 
opinion opinions apart mm. you know they have their right to their belief they have their right to their choices but what you need to understand mm. is our british foreign policy mm. is the direct reason for why hindutva is so openly doing what they are doing mm-hmm. reason being in 1947 when the partition happened mm. the british establishment was directly responsible for everything that happened in the asian subcontinent at that time mm-hmm. yeah even like now the the longest uh, unresolved united nation resolution is mm-hmm. the kashmir one yet there's no talk of implementation to it it's mm-hmm. complete silence the muslims being raped does not matter yet the ukrainians being raped we you know we they are actually financing them you know we are actually as a taxpayer we are paying so mm. much money for the 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 so-called war in ukraine mm. so this comes back to a, a long standing issue this is this is way bigger than lesta you know the only reason it's erupted in lesta mm-hmm. is the fact that you have the lights uh, likes of priti patel okay. who is allowing student hindutva uh, men uh, in in large numbers mm-hmm. visas to enter our united kingdom not knowing that well knowing that they have an extremist mindset but I, the one thing I, th- i think it's important to highlight though isn't it that like you know i think this is something which i think a lot of people kind of had this misconception about that you know that this this group of people yeah who are attacking muslims it's not obviously you know barring uh, you know our our if one say our theological differences with the hindu community it's not actually hindus it's a extremist fascist group Absolutely. that we share uh, that shares idea that kind of like you said that they are the greatest they should be they should be the only ones you know superior to all others um i think that cuz you know i saw a lot of post speech people like one of these you know it's all hindus hindus are all bad and i think it's important to make that the distinction because like you know cuz we have to it's both and sides that muslim especially that you know that who the enemies actually are the enemies on a specific group of people it so it isn't the whole community a specific group be with a specific kind of mindset Um, just just, mm. just to add on that mm. i i agree with what you're saying so mm. it, it, and you are you're absolutely right that it is a extremist you know sort of mm. pocket of people but the, then one begs to question mm. is why isn't the larger hindu community coming out mm. condemning the hindutva bjp mm. rss people mm-hmm. the same way when uh, you know when muslims are accused of being isis our imams are at the yeah. forefront with written statements we do not support this we condemn mm-hmm. this wholeheartedly yet you know i maybe i'm wrong but i have not seen one senior mm-hmm. normal hindu as you say who's a peace loving come out and condemn the actions of the bjp rss mm-hmm. and in dutwa it's all yeah. good to say we should have community cohesion mm-hmm. and we should be together we all agree that but do you condemn these bunch of extremists who mm-hmm. on our streets i haven't seen a statement and and i don't i don't mean yeah, either so no, i just take that but it's it's the the facts are the facts mm. you know if you're not willing to open and this is what happened at the durga bhavan center in smedic so you know yeah, on the back of lesta yes, you yeah, know yeah. there was seen that yeah a major protest outside the durga mm. bhavan uh, hindu center mm. which i categorically disagreed with mm. i don't believe uh, protesting at the at a place of worship is acceptable but mm. you have to see where those boys that were there and mm-hmm. where they were coming from a known hate mm-hmm. speecher was invited to not one not two yeah. maybe five or six different like prominent location yeah and then a, a week before uh, a week before the event mm. we wrote a letter and yes, a, you yeah, know yeah. a request to them that video, we yeah. want you to stop this we want you to openly come out and condemn it mm-hmm. till this uh, on the day of the protest there was a few imams that got together and said yeah 
we're all together, peace, love. You know, it looked like a bit like a, a LGBT party, to be honest with you. But but there was no, there was no, there was no, there was no condemnation. You know, you had our Muslim brothers, and with all due respect to them, I know a few of them personally who were coming out and saying, no, these guys from Durga Bhavan Hindu Resource Center didn't know Sadi Rathamra is a known extremist. The mm. woman who was instrumental in having masjids demolished in India, they mm. didn't know that she was an extremist. The woman who mm. was instrumental in the Gujarat massacre that took place where they named Modi the, 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 the butcher of Gujarat, they didn't know. How much, how much should we take? And then when we're formally writing to them and saying, look, please cancel this event mm. because there will be repercussions for your actions. And I know a lot of the people say, talk, people say to me, Shaquille, what do you mean by repercussions of your actions? Mm. We will use reasonable and necessary force to defend ourselves. Mm. If we are being attacked, whether that's verbally, whether that's physically, mm. we will use the reasonable. And at that time, the reasonable thing to do was the fact that they didn't cancel the event was to protest at the event. Mm. And then on the day well, they yeah. come out and say, we've, we've cancelled it. Yeah. But if you went on to Saudi Arithamra's actual official pages, she said, I've got COVID, I can't attend. Mm. You know, so there's oh, a major wow. discourse. And for me, I'm not, mm. you know, people say you're trying to cause a divide. Mm. I'm not trying to cause a divide mm. because there is no, there is no togetherness here yet. Yeah, yeah. Because when you're not willing to condemn mm. extremists who are targeting our people, mm. you were never with us. You were never a part of us. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my take on that. No, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. I think that's important to understand, isn't it? Um, who is actually behind all this stuff? Um, and obviously, like, but you know, the, going back to the whole like um, the situation, yeah. I think Rahman was going to say something about it. Yeah, I was, I was, yeah. I was just going to say, you know, like when the entire um, you know chaos or whatever yeah. you want to call it when it kicked off, um, you had like newspapers. I remember the Guardian and mm-hmm. some other articles as well saying, oh, you know, there were the uh, the Pakistan and India game, mm. India won. The the fans came out and you know basically escalated, yeah. Um, but the people, the the Muslims that got beaten beaten up, mm. they were from Gujarat. Yeah, they were Gujarat, which is not in Pakistan. That's in India. So your entire argument of oh it was Pakistan and India, <laughs> Pakistani didn't get beat up. I.e. Pakistani Muslims from Pakistan mm. didn't the get beat up. The first guy was actually a Sikh guy. Yeah, the, 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 the traffic was, warden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was a Sikh guy. He wearing a turban. Serious. They yeah. must have thought that he was. I didn't know about that one. Okay. Warden. Yeah, yeah, he was a Sikh guy. Okay. Right. And then, and then what what happened is you've got this article which comes out with say oh it's between Pakistan and India. Mm. No, it's not between Pakistan and India. No Pakistani Muslim got beaten up that day. Mm. Yeah. It was Indian Muslim that got beaten up. So it shows you okay, well if it's Indian Hindutva who are beating mm. up Indian Muslims, mm. well, what's the problem? And then you start to realize, well, okay, the game was in August. Mm-hmm. In May, I think he was a 21-year-old. He got his arm broken. Yeah, yes. He got his arm snapped outside yeah. his own house. They Baba chased him all the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. 15, yeah. 30 of them. Uh, I think it was about yeah, 15, 20 of them. Died. They chased him outside his house. Mm-hmm. They beat him up. Before they beat him up, what did, what did they ask him? Are you a Muslim? Muslim yeah. He was yeah, the same with the traffic warden. Yeah. That guy, that is the only reason why, why it kind of got big. This is like, I think, a week, week before the actual standoff. There was a guy, traffic warden, I forgot the brother's name. He was doing obviously usual rounds and whatnot. A group of them came back, I think they were they had a knife and they go to him, Are you Muslim? He goes, Yeah. Like a group six, seven, or eight of them came around him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, th- th- this happened afterwards as well. Mm. Before the game, twice it happened. They went to somebody else, another another young I think he was nineteen. Okay. Young lad, yeah. Again they asked him, Are you a Muslim? He answered yes. They beat him up. So what you find here that okay, it's nothing mm. to do with um, you know, uh, a cricket game. Mm. Their hatred is very, very specific for, for Muslims and for Islam. Mm-hmm. And what you find is this is not something unique to them. 
there's another just you know a small segment of these people that have come up, up with with this themselves mm-hmm. this is the same these people you know sometimes we blame these uh students who look mm-hmm. up thugs whatever and damn right they ought to be blamed yeah. don't get me wrong but they're a product of the society, the society that yes. they're from yes yeah so when you've got over a hundred thousand mm. i think it was 108 or 118,000 that pretty patel let in yes. students into the uk yes in a single year i think it was what society are they coming from mm-hmm. they're coming from a society bjp modi-led india which is vehemently openly anti-muslim anti-islam yes, 100%. so this hindutva mm. that they're spreading and we call it hindutva for a reason is because they believe and by the way just, what is that? Just, 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 just for the record. What is what is the term Hindutva? I mean, just so, 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 so just for the record, mm. 1923, bro. I forgot the person's name who actually founded the Gold, the Hindutva. Gold Walker. Is, is that what it was? Yeah, yeah, okay. he, was an, he was an atheist. Okay. He was an atheist. Okay. He wasn't even a Hindu. Yeah. But he he had very a very very um, clear image, which is that we want India or Greater India, whatever <laughs> you know, what they have in their head to be. Just for our people, mm-hmm. and when they say our people, mm-hmm. when they say us, when you're talking about the other, the other is the Muslims. Yeah, you got and the, and the, no, and and the, the Christians, and the Christians, and the, yeah, yeah, and some of the Christians, some of the Sikhs, bro. We had some of the Sikhs mm-hmm. that have been also, you know, yeah, yeah. protesting and giving mm-hmm. lectures out and say, look, we're also being beaten up as well. That traffic mm-hmm. warden, yeah. he was a Sikh. Do you see? So it's a lot wider than just a cricket game. Yeah, this is a nationalistic, racist, fascist kind of ideology mm-hmm. which has been promoted in India. You've got people from that society mm. who are a product of that society coming over to the UK thinking that it's, it's still it's, it's Uttar Pradesh yeah. in Leicester. They do and then obviously, alhamdulillah, you know, we've got some of the Brom lads that, you know, came down and we can talk about that afterwards <laughs> exactly what happened. Because, bro, being completely frank, mm. you know, we're not a, we're not a violent people. 100%, 100%. But any, any people, mm. any society, when you push them into a corner, mm-hmm. any minority, when you push them into a corner, mm. they're gonna have to respond. Of course, they're just have to. Uh, and just on that, yeah, yeah. Because one thing which I've seen a lot recently, especially from, uh, even some people in the Muslim community as well, was that what happened, especially in the Muslim part, you know, how they were, how they came out, and I hundred percent agree with you. And push comes like when they're being pushed into a corner, what do you expect? That's the that, that's the that's the response on it, bro. When you but, got police mm, escorting you, of course, your police escorting yeah. you through Muslim areas, very very. Openly, mm. bro. Then, but do you guys think? But, but do you guys think? But you know, there's been this notion now. Well, since during the whole less situation, that are uh, the Muslim response to it, or the Muslim community at on the Leicester, it was on the ground the Leicester, their response to it was too extreme. What are your thoughts on that? How would bro, you just that, bro? You got Pretty Patel mm. bringing allowing in a hundred thousand. Mm. You've got Modi spewing what he's spewing. Mm. You got the police escorting the they were escorting them these guys. These Hindutva thugs. Mm. By the way, by the way, before I forget, this was in like uh, September time, right? In May and July, mm. there were police reports filed to the police regarding these attacks. Yes, they were. So it's not mm. that like, the police were unaware. Yeah. The police still gave them the 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 green tech. Mm-hmm. What are Muslims meant to do, bro? Or we meant to, you know, we got slapped mm. in the. You want to move, you know, turn the other cheek to to get slapped on that side as well. What are you meant to do? <laughs> So you say it's an extreme kind mm. of a response, bro. I think I think the response was very necessary. Yeah, I can absolutely mm. agree with that. I think that the response was absolutely within proportion, mm. and it, it not only signified the fact that we would unite mm. to defend our people, mm. and it actually, I I personally believe that the fact that everyone got together it raised more awareness of what these people are and the fact that because remember these are these are 
I like to call mm. them, you know, uh, uh, you know, what's the what's the animals that you have in very Lion King? The hyenas, <laughs> the pack animals. You know, if they're alone, you know, if they're alone, believe it or not, if these people are alone, and I'm not saying I'm some sort of big hero, but mm. when these people are alone, they are the biggest cowards you ever see in your whole life. They they work in pack. Yeah. You mm. know, one of them would punch, get back, and the other one would. And Jump in. It's very very important that mm. we as British citizens know that one, like you said, we are not criminals. Yeah. We must use reasonable and proportionate force mm-hmm. to protect ourselves. You know, mm-hmm. if somebody punches you, punch them back. Not mm-hmm. if somebody punches you, stab them back. We need to be very, very careful in yeah. the fact mm-hmm. that as British citizens mm-hmm. and as Muslims, that you know, we are peace-loving people. We have no mm-hmm. issue. Even if somebody, you know, says something to us, we will turn a blind eye. But when you are physically pushing us into the corner, mm-hmm. you know, you push any any sort of person, the weakest of weakest person, mm-hmm. into the corner, and when they know that their life depends on it. You will be dealing with a completely different person. Hundred percent, man. Mm. Look, we're we're not vigilante either. <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not we're not, we're not militant vigilantes, bro. But literally, when you've got the 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 government mm. and the police force who are giving them the green light, mm. and then people are getting attacked out because of that, you know, mm. you've got imagine you've got a, a group of thugs outside your mom and dad's house mm, yeah. and outside the masjid. You're not going to sit there. You know, and you go into the to the 100%. shop. Hundred percent. What are you meant to do? Mm. Do you, do you know, so I, I think I think, bro. If 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 any journalist or police person or politician is is actually shocked because of the retaliation, well, that has not screwed on properly. You have to expect mm-hmm. some kind of response, and 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 the response occurred. No, no, they they what they, they just what you Muslims <laughs> should just sit down at <laughs> home and just and, you know, and just be quiet, just be quiet. Yeah. Yeah. The narrative is not you you beat 100%. us. You push us into a corner. Mm. You've been, you know, you've been, mm. and you know, with regards to what you said about the girl being raped, I have seen, mm. and with the fact that my dad's been a human rights activist on the Kashmir mm. issue way before I was even born, yeah. I can show you some videos of old women, you know, women, not even young women, old women who have been, you know, when uh, arms for uh, Indian armed forces have come mm. in into small villages. Now imagine you're you're a part of the Indian army. You're a bunch of Hindus. You have this ideology. You've gone into a village, rounded up all the men, put them into the uh, on one side. You have access to all the women. Old women mm. have been raped. Wallahi, you know, people say, oh, "Where do you get the passion from?" If you see some of the stuff and some of the videos that comes out, if you are mm. able to speak to people directly from Lal, you know, Lal Chowk, from Sirinagar, from on the ground zero, mm. you will see that these are a bunch of barbaric people. Mm. You know, raping young, you know, young young girls I've seen some of the with the yeah. mindset to impregnate them. You know, raping young women for the mindset to impregnate them mm. that we're going to breed our, breed our Hinduism or our Hindutva in them. I urge, and you know, I, I hope this podcast gets to have the right, but and even one brother wakes up, one sister mm. wakes up. We, as a British Kashmiri, the largest Kashmiri community outside of Kashmir is here. Mm. The main issue that uh, Hindutva have with Muslims stems mm. from the fact that we have a major Kashmir issue. Yeah, the fact that they believe, uh, you know, they, that it's all part of them. They even to a point yeah. said, because, you know, when there's issues, you are going to have collateral damage on both sides. And this is the narrative that, you know, you speak to a Hindu, yeah. they say, oh, you you people, you know, made our pundits leave, you know, uh, a certain parts. And this mm. is why we we have a responsibility. And mm. I say, if it was me, I would have gone 10 times more uh, pressure. As long as remaining within the mm-hmm. confines of law and Alhamdulillah, our brothers had them cornered yeah. in, 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 in like, you know, like rats. Mm. They were cornered in a, in a corner like rats. Mm. And, and, and everyone who is associated with them should be also held to account. 
Hundred percent. I think everyone you know who's associated mm. with them should be held to account. Whether mm-hmm. it's the coach services that mm-hmm. are coming, whether it's the temples who are completely mm-hmm. silent, temples need to come to the forefront. Where's prevent? Mm-hmm. Where's prevent? How come prevent's not going mm-hmm. into these Hindu temples, making sure that there's no radicalization going, I think, going on? I think just on that, and I think you just come to show very something very clearly. You know how like Western nations they push the idea that oh you know what look at us we're this you know this great nation and so on and so forth and you guys you're so divisive you have so many different you know you have Pakistan India Bangladesh split you have the split in Africa and so on and so forth these guys they can't even create harmony between between community in their own lands in fact they they incite the violence towards it they actually they 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 help it. You know what I'm saying, and it just comes and like on the second thing is that like you know as a Muslim, what you know the Muslim response towards that, and what do you expect the Muslims to, every single time and time again they they're being attacked in front and center, whether it be about our stance on LGBT, whether it be what happened with the whole Salman Rushdie thing when you when you're attacking Islam and the Prophet Sallam, and whether it be any other attack on on any part of our Deen or the Ummah, we're just told oh just stay back, sit back, accept yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, just, I mean. Just, ha- just, as a Muslim who believes in La ilaha illallah, who believes in that, especially with the whole aspect of one ummah, that if you know the Hadith of Sallam, that if 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 one of the that one body, if one part of you know that body aches, the rest of the body should react in fever. How can we sit back on it? And how and how, how, just as a natural human being, how do you expect to put somebody under that much attack and torment, so on and so forth, and for them not to retaliate in some kind of way? Um, Tybur, mm-hmm. just just one thing before it slipped my mm-hmm. mind, yeah. You know, we're talking about our reaction or the Muslim mm-hmm. community's reaction within the current status quo, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you know when this whole thing kicked off, yeah? Mm-hmm. You had the Indian, uh, um, they called not the ambassador, the high commissioner. Mm-hmm. The Indian high commissioner, bro, he wrote a letter to mm-hmm. the UK government saying we will not tolerate any... Yeah. You know, attack or any vilification mm. of our oh, temples and our people, etc., mm. etc. Bro, where was where was the response from our own rulers? But you know what, bro, I, you had mm. you had the Pak government and the Bangladeshi government, bro. They were they were mourning the queen's death. The more about that, they literally mm. they 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 proclaimed three days of mourning in Pakistan and Bangladesh. But when it comes to this issue, you know, silent, complete mm. silence. But nah. mm. their own. The the Hindutva thugs mm. they had representation or at a political level from mm. the backing of the state 100%, 100%. which is aligned with their ideology. And I want to just touch on that. So look like you know like you kind of discussed the whole Leicester thing. The reason why it got big, Alhamdulillah, the the Muslim community they actually stood firm. They stood their ground. And obviously a lot of um, uh, uh, coverage was given, especially on social media. Yeah, you know, and we can't discuss it before the podcast. Do you guys feel that look just from the Leicester issue that? You know, when it comes to most that, you know, because a lot of people say, oh, you know, we need to be more representative in the media and so on and so forth. Do you guys feel like that will never really happen, even in a positive light? And do you guys feel like the whole most representation thing is a bit of a sellout? Absolutely. It will mm. never happen. You know, people say, oh, you remain politically correct, mm. say the right thing. Unfortunately, we come from a religion. We come mm. from a culture, a community, a moral uh, system where mm. we speak what is right. You know, they, they talk about, you know, a, a word I got was, oh, Shaquille, when it's RST with RSE thing was happening, Shaquille, why are you not being equal? Mm. I said, well, in fact, it's you who's not being equal because I'm saying I'm willing to accept you mm-hmm. and I don't want you to accept me, but allow me to carry on doing what I'm doing. And I'm adding furthermore that my children should be brought up in line with my religious, moral, philosophical convictions mm-hmm. as per the Human Rights Act. It's a law. It's not even just 
It's a law that mm. every parent has the right to educate the children in line with their religious philosophy. And the question I said to her is actually look into yourself. It's you mm -hmm. who's not being equal because mm -hmm. I'm not asking you or your child to accept that uh, Islam is the, the, the last and the divine religion mm -hmm. and Prophet peace be upon him is our last messenger. I'm not asking you to accept that, but I'm asking you not to, and I'm not pushing it onto your child, mm -hmm. but you're asking me to accept your way of lifestyle as mm -hmm. being okay, which I've said legally it is okay in this country and I will not discriminate you. I will not say it's morally okay. Mm -hmm. Legal, yes. Morally, no. But it's all about, there is no voice for the Muslims in this mm -hmm. country. Unfortunately, we live in a land where, you know, somebody said to me, I, I, and I was sitting down, I said, you know what, mm -hmm. there's bombs being dropped everywhere. Mm -hmm. All over the world, you sit down, only a couple of thousand miles, a bomb here, bomb there. How come in my 34 years, I've never seen a bomb being dropped in the United Kingdom? And my brother, so like laughing out, said it's because we're the ones who dropped the bomb. <laughs> you understand? And, and we're the ones who are dropping the bomb. So unfortunately, <sighs> living in the United Kingdom, it, we are living in the home mm -hmm. of the, the people who will never accept us. They can never accept mm -hmm. us because our narrative completely contradicts their whole system that they've set up, their whole mm -hmm. way of lifestyle that they've set up. United Kingdom, mm -hmm. and as a British uh, Muslim, I would love to have the opportunity to be able to pick up and, and move. And maybe all of us should consider doing that mm -hmm. because bringing it down to the question what we said about why we were here, mm -hmm. we must remember that personally, my forefathers came here, my grandfather came here because mm -hmm. he was a poor man. Because 100%. he was given the opportunity to come, help rebuild this country after the war mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, be a massive part. But it ultimately came down to the fact that he was a one sole breadwinner and had eight children. And, you know, if we are in the position now to change that, then I think, you know, it is the best thing because United Kingdom mainstream media will completely always 100% vilify us. Luqman, why do you think that is the why do you think there is no voice for the Muslim? Like we're always hearing this thing, oh Muslim need more representation, Muslim need more voice. There are people who are, you know, highlighting this. It wouldn't have that's big if I had been highlighted, but time and time again we see it. there's no voice for the Muslims wherever we go, being left right, we attack left right and centre. Yeah, bro bro, when it comes to media, uh, politics, when it comes to, you know, T V or whatever it is, you can get Muslims there. Hmm. But they will have to sell out every facet of Islam in order to get there, mm. in order to get to that position. Yeah, there's absolutely no way that a Muslim who holds on to normative, orthodox Islamic values can reach those positions. And and the reason for that, plain and simple, is, you know, we're living within the context mm -hmm. of you know a secular Western nation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they have a very specific. Um, Belief system that 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 the 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 entire system is built on. Mm -hmm. Now, when Islam comes into the picture, bro, forget the top. Yeah, Islam absolutely disagrees with the roots of them. Mm -hmm. It disagrees with the roots of secular liberalism. It dis disagrees with the root of the Western system. So straight away, if you've got Muslims now mm -hmm. who are given a platform, undermining the entire credibility of the Western system, that's suicide for them. Mm -hmm. You don't allow. You don't shoot yourself. Uh, in the foot mm -hmm. right imagine like for example you allowed you know Muhammad Hijab for example to give a speech at the Vatican yeah, yeah? just to slate Christianity yeah. and he knows everything he knows all, every Bible verse and every passage they he'll will never do you. that he'll undermine the Vatican he'll mm -hmm. undermine the Pope he'll undermine all of uh, Christendom mm -hmm. you see in the same way the only the only chance that you've got mm -hmm. of being quote unquote represented represented within this society mm -hmm. is to basically, you know, uh, uh, 
uh, uh, the beliefs that they have, mm. you have to spew the same. You have to, um, the basis mm. of your beliefs has to be the same as theirs. Mm. And then you can have a few differences here and there, you know, mm. I wear a topi or a jubba mm. or whatever. But my beliefs are the same. Mm. I'm still an LGBT imam. I'm still a, you know. But you see that video, you see that video on TikTok. Lovadich or whatever the name of the front. But you have these guys. Yeah. Jubba, beard, topi. And it's always the people who are most detrimental to us are from within our own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to understand the fact that people that we need to be stopping first and correcting is people from within. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The video that came out, believe it or not, I had actually people messaging me saying, oh, brother, I said, please, Imam. yeah, just ignore this guy. <laughs> yeah, just don't ever put him easy in the picture because, and 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 it's sad really because mm. all it takes is one Imam yeah, to be on a completely yeah. different, mm. and he misguides loads. And without saying any names, mm. I, as a person who was who's still on a learning journey mm. in my religion, you know, astaghfirullah, you know, I wish I could, you know, uh, take back a lot of the things that I, I've done, but we can't. Mm. But we just try to better ourselves. A lot of them are remaining politically correct and this yeah. is a mm. major issue and just on the because obviously we discussed okay, even in the western lands that we, we won't have any representation because if you do even if we would have somebody in Shakir, i know you've had first expand experience with this you know whether it be with people from our community you know people who are in the political scene or not within our community yeah they're gonna have to they're gonna if they wanted to you know um actually say what islam stands as and be a voice for the muslim they're gonna have to you know, face a lot of uh, backlash. But Chris, touching on this point we kind of mentioned earlier, when the whole Leicester thing happened, okay, fair enough. Our own Muslim politicians, you know, they, you know, we already know that they're not gonna, you know, be be a voice for us. But then, as the Kumar kind of mentioned, I'll touch on this more. We had the last issue was happening at the same time Queen Izzy's death. Then we had Queen, uh, you know, not Queen, you know, Sheikh Hasina, who was saying, oh, you know, we're gonna have a three-day mourning for Queen Izzy. We had obviously the Prime Minister of Pakistan who had come down. To literally go to the funeral mm. Why is it that our own leaders Don't, don't represent that or At least like, You know Fair enough The Muslim M- M- MPs And so on and so forth You know You can't expect them to do much You know what I'm saying They're, they're, they're a, 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 a fruit of their own system But our Muslim leaders Who have the The political power Who have that economic power Why don't they do anything? Bro You know Sometimes we make A fatal assumption here yeah, mm. Which is that This is the West and in the Muslim world, the rulers and leaders of the Muslim world, they're brown mm. like us or black or, you know, a different skin color. And they've got Muslim names and some of them wear jubbas and some of them have beards, etc. Mm. Well, these same, when we talk about the rulers of the Muslim world today, and I'm not trying to be too crude yeah, they mm. are the illegitimate children of the West. Absolutely. Every single one of them. Mm. Every single and one then, of them. The ones that do oppose are either assassinated yeah, yeah, they or the, the country's uh, other faction is armed to kill mm. them. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Bro, even if you look at the Pakistan government now, mm. yeah, and since partition, yeah, it's based on the British common law. Mm. The constitution is literally based on the British common law mm. or the, the, the system, rather. If you look at people like Sisi in Egypt, mm. bro, Donald Trump, when he had a meeting with Sisi, what did he say? He said, where's my favorite dictator? <laughs> Boasting about it openly. These guys aren't, there's no sharam left. So when you look at, uh, no embarrassment for the English speakers, right? So when you when you start going through the Muslim countries, mm. the Muslim rulers, you find that, oh, in Turkey, you've got Erdogan who's just shaking hands, jumping up, up here with the, the occupied the Muslim. Yes. You see? And then you carry on going. 
you've got in Egypt and in Tunisia, you're locking up people for speaking about Islam. Mm. And then you go to Saudi Arabia, bro. That's another Haramay Sharifain, the Holy Land, custodians of the two holy mosques. Mm. And you think, yo, you're Justin Bieber there. You've got, what's his name? David Gatter there. You've got all this kind of going on. Mm. Qatar now, just right now, Qatar, you've got the World Cup coming up, yeah? Mm. You've got um, military support, I think it's from Qatar, uh, the Pakistan army, some other Muslim nations, yeah? Mm. They can all get together to provide security to Qatar for a World Cup. Where have you been over the past few decades when Muslims have been screaming for you? For help, yes. For help? Where have you mm. been? You know, like in Philistine. So when you talk about representation, mm. bro, we're not represented here. We're not represented there either. Because the whole basis of the system mm. in the Muslim world is the same as here. Mm-hmm. You know? Is the, the Western system. What's your take on that, Shaq? No, I absolutely categorically mm. uh, agree with him. Um, he's completely right because mm. these people are far too invested. If mm. we just look and you can boil it and bring it back down to uh, Pakistan, if you look mm. amount of British aid mm. that is given to the Pakistani government on a yearly basis, you mm. will understand who is the master and who is the slave. Mm. You will understand who is the master. People say, oh, Shaquille, why are you anti-Pakistan? Why are you anti-India? I'm anti-none of these things. As a, as a Muslim, mm. as a Kashmiri Muslim, I strive for my people because i can see that our occupiers are in bed with each other you know it also you have the kashmir issue mm. where many of kashmir is predominantly a muslim mm. land mm. many many muslims living there yet you have both these countries who seemingly hate mm. each other but there's trade if you look at the amount of trade that they mm. do with one another is in the billions if you look at amount of the british pound mm. that goes into pakistan the amount of british pound that goes into mm. uh, India as aid. Now mm. you're getting a million pound or billion pound of somebody. You're mm. going to obviously be singing up his hymn sheet. And this is what it uh, boils down to. Unfortunately, and it will only get worse. You know, mm. our, you know, as they say, without with limited knowledge, even I could tell you something mm. that our times will only get worse. Mm. It's written in, in many, many scriptures that this will happen. Mm. We will be in a position of completely, but I would rather be mm. on the side or think I'm on the side of the people who are on mm. the right path mm. than be a yes man for financial gains and political opposition. I'm not mm. saying I don't like money. Mm. You know, may Allah keep me steadfast on, you know, and, and, and on, on, on standing by what I'm Ameen. saying. But unfortunately, when large sums of mm. money are thrown in front of people, people in. They think mm. how beach, Hawaii, yeah, kids' yeah, generations yeah, yeah. paid. And it all boils down to the fact of selfishness. Mm. You know, all back boils down to the fact. And these people will be, uh, will be absolutely questioned. But... Pakistan administration, Indian administration is uh, the the love child of England, basically. And they never left. You know when they oh, said yeah. they left? They never left. They never left. But just about because Kashmir has been mentioned a few times. Mm. India has been mentioned, uh, well, the whole thing about, you know. Uh, you know, when you look at imports and exports of India, right? Mm. Just, to, just to show you that, you know. Words without any action mm. from a, on a political level, bro, it means absolutely nothing. Mm. Absolutely nothing. You know, for me and you, for the common person, what can, we're not in those positions of, you know, power the, and the authority. Can do is just the speak. only thing that we can do, mm, the only ability Allah SWT has given us mm. to, to at least speak, to at least raise your voices. But the people that can actually do something about the situation, mm-hmm. when they speak, that's not good enough. Because Allah SWT has given them an, an ability mm-hmm. to actually change a situation. Now, when it comes to, bro, People start talking about, oh, so you want to bring nukes into the situation. You're talking about just fighting and fighting and killing. Oh, you don't have to do any of that. Yeah. To stop Muslims from being killed yeah. in 
India and Kashmir mm-hmm. by the Indian regime is mm-hmm. actually much, much more simpler mm-hmm. than that. You know, when you talk about Indian gas, oil, and uranium, where does it come from? Come from the Muslim world. Yes. Yeah. Predominantly, the, I think 66% of Indian energy come from the Muslim world. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about imports and exports, bro, which ports do they have to pass through? You know, when we're talking about India trading with you told the me US. This. You told me this. Yeah. yeah. Where it trades with the US and Europe, yeah. Where does it go? Go through the Mediterranean mm. Sea first, which is, by the way, Muslim backyard. Yeah. yeah. Then it needs permission from the Egyptian regime to go through the Suez Canal. Mm. Yeah. Then where do they go? It stops off at Port Jeddah, mm. which is in Saudi Arabia. Goes around, you know, through the uh, the Horn of uh, no, no, the 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 Gulf of Aden, yeah, yeah. Yemen, Somalia, them yes. kind of places. Yeah. And where does it stop? Bro, at the arch mm-hmm. nemesis of India, it stops. It it, it literally drops its anchor mm-hmm. in Port Qasim. In Pakistan. Mm-hmm. And then it makes its way to India. And people Serious. are talking about, you know, these are my biggest enemy, red line. We have to speak up for, you know, the, mm. the Muslims in India, etc. Okay. Put your money where your mouth is then. Mm. And switch those taps off. And you'll see them running back. Because look, we're a principled ummah. Mm. You know, an ummah of Islam, the Muslims. We have principles mm. which we stick by. Mm. Those people like the Indian regime, they have no principles except money mm-hmm. and you know, uh, political interest, political mm-hmm. benefit. So if you start attacking that money and that benefit now, you're going to put them in a, you know, in, in between a, a rock and a hard place. And they and they mm-hmm. will have to succumb. They will have to succumb to the, to the, um, the criteria that you set down. If you say, mm-hmm. we're not even asking for, you know, waging this and yeah. waging that. Stop killing, you know. It's not, I don't think it's too much to ask mm-hmm. to, yeah. Stop people being killed and slaughtered mm-hmm. and raped. But you stop that and will allow us access to trade and energy and this kind of stuff. But again, this has to come from higher uh, political yeah. level. And, and I, unfortunately, and I think these that's people the point. are on the same but way. I think that's the point. As Muslims, we see ourselves in a situation where we think, you know what, not much we can do. We're in the worst situation. Even our lands don't have the capability. Our lands have the capability of stopping all these things altogether. Is unfortunately our resources and our economy, you know, economy and all the kind of stuff is being misused and mismanaged. By the people who are in bed, you know, kind of like you say, who are the love child of the Western nations, who, who are actually helping support these oppressors, be it with India, be it with the Zionists, be it with the Chinese, so on and so forth. And I think it's important that we must understand it and recognize for what it is that we have the capability. We don't have to even go to war with these people, like Lukman said. So there's a tap off and watch how these guys will be crying and they'll be stopping. So that the Hamid done the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Why can't we do the reason we can't do it? Because we don't have a ruler who actually stands stands with the Muslim rather he stands with whatever money, whatever material gain the West gives at them. Now, kind of something I want to touch upon, inshallah. You know, the whole focus has been about Hindutva and whatnot, yeah. And obviously, it's linked to the BJP, the BJP government and the BJP, and I think some element the RSS. Who are these guys? Where did they come from? How have they gotten so much power over the past few years, or so influence? Sorry, bro, the. So, so when you talk about how they got mm. so much power and influence, etc., et mm. Modi, who's now the president of India, he's actually mm. part of the BJP. Okay. Yeah, he's actually. So, so when you've been campaigning and your party mm. is, you know, set up on certain principles, mm. and now you come to power, you can more or less, you know, enact and enforce whatever policy mm. you want. Yeah. yeah. So when you've got people literally from, I mean, I don't know what the equivalent of a member is, or you know, these like these these, these podiums and these. Yeah, podium. Mm. You literally, literally got from the podium and this kind of stuff. Uh, you know, kidnap the Muslim women and rape them. Yeah. Literally mm. from the podium, you've got when wherever you see a mm. Muslim, 
you know, slaughter them. And mm. you've got thousands and thousands of people hoisting up their their swords, mm. yeah. And you know, th- this is this is charging the emotion mm. and spewing this ideology throughout all of India. Mm. It's not just the case that oh, there's a small kind of segment of society mm. which is. And by the way, I'm not saying that all of India are Hindutva. Mm. But what I am saying is that Hindutva is being spewed and spread in all of India. Mm. Yeah, there's a difference. And, and by the way, you've got a population of what 1.3, 1.4 billion people there. Yeah. You're gonna end up having even a mm. fraction of that is gonna be a huge amount of people that mm. you know are, are tuned up in, in the same ideology. Mm. Um, again, this is all come back down to this nationalist understanding mm. of India. For our people mm. and anybody outside of that, like the Muslims or the Sikhs or the Christians, we have to basically exterminate and get rid of Yeah, absolutely. And mm. I think where, where they're getting a lot of uh, sort of motion mm. is the fact that the BJP is another branch of the RSS. Okay. So, and you have to then think that who elected these people in? But where so did you guys come about, Shackle? So this this is this is an ideology that mm. has come about since the Nazi Hitler time. If okay. you look at the way that they the the BJP RSS mm. started the way that they trained the way their mindset came it was from the fact that Hitler was ma- able to do what he was able to do mm. and these group of people remember to topple any government to take over any country mm. all it needs is a group of uh, strong-minded mm. strong-willed individual people mm. and these people unfortunately the BJP at the mm. time when they you know of their conception of their ideology mm. they were very strong mm. and they had a lot of momentum why they had that clear narrative Muslim hate we don't mm. like they, you know they, we don't like them because our religion completely decimates everything that they believe in mm-hmm. so obviously we are arch nemesis for them and where it's where it's really got its wings from the fact that we can see that the elected government right now is mm-hmm. the BJP yeah a, a known government where not even RSS or don't even go back into the history open elected BJP leaders mm-hmm. of certain places have openly said we are gonna you know we're gonna rape women don't worry about it we will mm-hmm. cover the police or we are gonna you know uh, go to this mosque mm-hmm. and do this don't worry about it we will cover the police mm-hmm. so where their momentum and where they've really grown is since the BJP got into even though they were very widespread the fact that they've managed to get elected now they have a bucket a, a, a bucket of money government uh, you know yeah. an endless amount of money to utilize uh, at their advantage and the fact that our country you know when mm. I say our country as a British citizen mm. I always say where are the bastions of human rights mm. where are the bastions of human rights can they not see what these people are doing mm. can they not see these lynch mobs who are in the you know hundreds and two hundreds but every mm. single one of them seems to have a brand new sharp sword that looks the same mm. who's funding these people mm. where is this money coming from and this again comes down to the fact that these so-called Hindu resource centers mm. that we have in the United Kingdom have very successful businessmen mm. who believe in the same ideology and are happy to part with 50, 100,000, 200,000 pounds to mm. fund these mobs. You know, if you ever watch the videos, notice that they're all in unison, they're all wearing the same, they've all got the same sword, brand new, sharp as a razor. Mm. Somebody's funding these people, yeah. mm. you know, somebody's arranging this somebody's making sure that mm. the police at the time in that area are not paid yeah. and this is a regular occurrence you know a lot of the time mm. we only brings it to light when it's you know when it's trending what yes yeah yeah this happens every day you know mm. if you speak to people from there if you're a muslim if they're in a gang people are terrorized every day but you mm. do not hear about it the fact that they put you know a, a, a large population of muslim people in 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 a few years ago in a complete social media 
blackout. Mm-hmm. Now imagine there's a complete blackout. These people have got the mindset of rape, 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 impregnate, 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 because mm-hmm. they're not, they're not, they're that's not what that's, for nothing else. That's all it been taught in it. And this mm-hmm. is what, this is what, and we as British citizens, mm-hmm. we can do something because mm-hmm. a few years ago, Channel 4 did a, a report okay. where it came out that certain organizations without naming them, well, actually, I can name them if I remember. One of the organizations was a sort of charity mm-hmm. that was set up and they were getting young children coming in training them on how to you know sort of uh, self uh, self-defense mm. i'll call it more Serious. like terrorist activity yeah. self-defense there was a clear record of mm. money large sums of money going from united kingdom from these charities to then fund certain activities by the bjp by the Serious. and it continues to this day it continues to this day mm. and if you look at it you have some very high profile mm. Uh, people who mm. I don't know whether they associate with Hindutva, but they most certainly are Hindus, mm. yeah. which I haven't seen no condemnation mm. about. And my 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 stance on it mm. is if somebody says, "Oh, I'm not that type of Hindu," then you should be okay to say, "I'm categorically disgusted mm. with Hindutva, BJP, mm. and RSS." You know, just on that, I think you know. I think the main point is this: is that this whole kind of like movement, this whole thinking, it stems from this idea of nationalism, the fact that me. My group, my nation is greater than every other thing, and we should make it superior. The the top, the t- top of what's it called? The top of the cream, cream. What's it? What do they call it? Cream of the crop. Cream of the crop. Cream, cream of the crop. Yeah. Cream de la crop. Yeah. yeah. And we see this not only, and we see when that mentality is pushed to a group of individuals, we see how they react. Where everyone who is has a, who has a different uh, uh, um, theological stance from them, different color from them, different nature from them, different stances on them, they'll treat them like the scum of the earth. They'll do whatever they want to. And the moment they're given a piece of uh, uh, authority, they'll do whatever they want to. And, they, and I think it's important to highlight this mentality isn't just isn't just Isaac Hindutva. We see it with the Zionism. Yeah. We see it with. Um, the Chinese, what's it, what's they called, Chinese something? Vegan Muslims. Which, what, what are they called, the Chinese Communist, Communist Party? Communist Party. Yeah. Communist Party, yeah, in China. What they're doing to the Uyghur Muslims. Mm. Is these individuals who have been bred this mentality that my people, my da, 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 are the best of the best, and these people who are living in our lands don't even deserve to live. Don't, they, they deserve to get the, you know, lesser rights than the dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna do whatever I want to them, and it's these people who are given that personal authority and that fund to do whatever they want. I think it's important that this idea of nationalism has destroyed and how it's created this toxicity and this devastation between, you know, it's created, it's created disgusting people, what we see today, be in India, be in China, be in, in Philistine. Um, can I want to bring sort of a close, inshallah, but I want to say, ask you guys for something. Uh, basically, we've seen through the whole Leicester thing that young Muslims, mashallah, they were on the, you know, at the forefront and, you know, hats off to the monastery because they were the only ones who stood up for their brothers in Leicester and they came down, whether it be from Birmingham, from Carve, I think someone from London actually came down as well to support their brothers, to show that, look, that we're not having this no more. However, what we see is this, not just with Leicester, it's the same thing with Palestine and same thing with, with China that, mashallah, the young Muslims, they have a zeal, they want to do something. Yeah. They see it on social media, on the news, time and time again, you know, especially on social media, Muslim women in this country being raped, Muslim men on this country being beaten to death, Muslim children in this country being, you know, tortured, Muslim young girls being raped to death. And they're thinking, what the hell is going on today? And as a Muslim, they're thinking, you know, like, these are my people, how they hit my people. Yeah. But then obviously, and, you know, when these things come back, they have that, that zeal, they want to do something. But after that, it just kind of like dies down and they think, okay, now what can I do next? What do I do next? How do I go about going about approaching these things? Like what advice would you give to them? 
my advice is that if you have a conviction mm-hmm. and you believe in something, just carry on, just mm-hmm. stand firm. You know what? I, we did a protest once, and mm-hmm. at the protest there was about ten people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was about ten, and it's a it was it's, it, it was on the LGBT issue. Okay, how many Muslims? There were wallahi, there were ten people. Yeah, one serious. Of the, one of the brothers. Yeah, yeah, but again, one of the brothers. Yeah, I was very demotivated. Mm. You know, this is everyone knows what's happening. Mm. It's not hidden. Everyone's driving past, honking, baby. Yeah, yeah, we're with you, we're with you. That's not news to me. Mm. Come and stand with me. But I think it all comes back down. It mm. all comes back down to. It all comes back down to the fact that when we are going to be questioned, we will mm. be questioned on our own. So my mm-hmm. message to any single one who wants person who wants to go forward, if you have the conviction. Stand firm. You mm-hmm. will make mistakes, hundred percent. And when you make those mistakes, own up to those mistakes. Mm-hmm. Say, look, I was naive. I made this mistake, but never mm-hmm. let it stop you. Mm-hmm. The day that we, you know, the, you know, injustice, you know, the lack of uh, the lack of justice mm-hmm. is injustice itself. Hundred percent. You know, the lack of justice is injustice itself. So we, I would urge anyone if you believe mm-hmm. in something, go about it the right mm-hmm. way. Within the parameters of the law, it's very easy mm. to get violent, and you know. Cause, but then, for us, it serves it serves us no narrative to break the law. We are Muslims. We follow the the law of the land. Mm. We abide by the law, and there is a lot you can do within the parameters of the law. A lot mm. you can do. You know, a lot of the people don't even realize that legally, if you want to do a static protest, mm. you could do a static protest static. outside anyway. What's static? Anyway, as in just standing in one place. Okay. Anyway, without giving anyone any notice, you don't need to inform the police. Oh, wow, you don't okay. need to inform anyone. You can go out to the city council, put a banner, and say I'm forming a static protest. Out of courtesy, if you want to let the local police know, mm. it's always good because it saves them running. Mm. With, but you, your legal right is you have the right to do that. Mm. The more of us who will do that, we mm. will Im- not only see. It's not for me. It's not only making sure that mm. we are protesting in our time is making sure that the next generation mm. knows their role the mm. next generation 100%. knows and continues the 100%. flame of freedom and the flame of our campaign 100%. alive because mm. if we're all robust protesting protesting and if we don't make sure that the next generation know what their rights are like like i said to you i said to a chap once you know you could go outside any establishment and hold a static protest he started looking at my face no, I have to give an application. Mm. Well, no, you don't. You have to give an application for any moving protest. Mm. A static vote. If you're not happy with your local fish and chip shop, you can, <laughs> you know, this and this is the legal. This is the legal right that we have as British citizens. Invoke mm. your right. You know, numerous times you will be targeted by the police. I myself, numerous times, I've had police saying we're going to give you this, we're going to do this. You know, I was uh, issued a dispersal order. Mm. Thank you very much. The protesters give me the dispersal. Thank you very much, officer. Go. Always have man, you know, a lot of our youth, mm. they are very good intention, mm. but the problem is they don't know how to handle the situation. Mm-hmm. So when the police comes, FPC, blah, 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 yeah. this, what, mm. one, this, that, you need to always refrain from mm-hmm. that. Remember something, the local authority, the police, when it comes to political events, mm. are, are trained to remain neutral anyway. Mm. You know, we, I know, I think that I know is especially in our communities that mm. when the police turn up, the whole arguments between us and the police, but you realize even though those police we might you might not agree with them, mm-hmm. they have to keep a neutral mm-hmm. stand. Carry on protesting, mm-hmm. carry on standing for what what's mm-hmm. right. And I myself, like while we're on this podcast, mm-hmm. even though a lot of people are not gonna like this, I have made an open declaration mm-hmm. that BJP, RSS, Hindutva are not allowed to hold any UK event. Mm-hmm. Take that how 100%. you want, 100%. swallow it how you want. 
But we've made an open declaration mm. that if Hindutva, BJP, RSS, associated mm. organizations think that they can openly, openly, not in secret, because mm. in secret you can do what you like, mm. openly hold an event and you will see mm. the, the repercussions of your actions. You know, and this is an open mm. statement I've made. I've been stopped by the mm. police, uh, I've been questioned by the police. I mean, mm. what does it mean? I said, take it as you want. Mm. We will not allow the BJP, RSS, Hindutva ideology mm. to be pushed in our street. It prevent organizations like prevent, mm. you know, organizations like counter-terrorism are not mm. seeing this. Then we'll just be, we'll be the counter-terrorism officers ourselves, you know. And this, sometimes you have to, yeah. you know, take not the law in your own hands, but sometimes you need to be on the front line to be able to prove a point. Mm -hmm. And 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 this, you know, so if there's any BJ, I'll look at the camera. If there's any BJP, RSS or Hindutva watching, you're banned from the United Kingdom. <laughs> Straight up. You, and if you feel that you want to, you know, if you want to hold an event, publicly announce it and you'll see what will happen. <laughs> That's you know, I'll, know I'll, I'll, okay. that was that was bro that was yeah. bro that was just like bro, yeah. end it there, man. <laughs> <laughs> What's the, what what you advice would you give to young Muslims when they see all this happening and they have that zeal they're like you know I want to do that I want to do that but when that yeah, moment yeah, yeah. that tension kind of goes they think what do I do now bro it's, 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 it's like you said man you know when this whole thing sparked out yeah you had like Failure from mm. the police, failure from Pre Patel. Not that you can expect much from it anyway. <laughs> failure from who at the other time? Who was the Prime Minister? The, the Bodrum? I, I don't know, man. I lost count. They changed so much. Yeah, you don't even know. politics. You had uh, Indian government failure. You had Muslim governments failure. The only actually success or real inspiration was actually from the Muslim youth. Mm. Now, if you think about it, the only people that made a stance. Uh, made a good reaction in a positive way mm. in light you know in line with islam was the muslim youth um and for that bro you know like you said bro props to them man mm. you know honestly mm. may allah reward them man because they were the only people mm. in such a situation who actually stood up um and putting their lives at risk mm. yeah 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 you know bro, they, they're their actually lives, their, their, jobs. Rise, their jobs their careers their 100%, and 100%, they definitely had something um and that's why you know moving forward because mm. obviously this was like People got a phone call up, went down straight away. Mm. May not may not know what Hindutva is, may not know what RSS, BJP, nationalism, all this kind of stuff mm. is. Um, but they only went out of sincerity of, of love for Islam 100%. in their hearts and love mm. for the Muslim brothers in their hearts. Um, maybe moving forward from this now, you know, we are Muslim youth. Mm. We have Islam. We need to understand sometimes we actually underestimate our own Islam. Mm. Bro, our own Islam makes you so powerful so confident mm. such a threat to anything which doesn't agree with it that's why there's so much backlash on islam that's mm. why there's so much propaganda and demonization about islam is because of its strength and power um in order for that strength and power to be kind of embodied within a muslim they need to mm. understand that islam you have to learn you have to mm. study you have to research about what is it about this islam what do those people understand about mm -hmm. Islam that makes them fear it so much that I'm not understanding? Yeah. You know, what is it about that Islam? So number one, learn. Mm -hmm. And number two, bro, you have to give that up. You have to speak. You have to spread the mm -hmm. message. You have to be a da'i, a, a da'wah carrier. Mm -hmm. Somebody with an invitation to Islam. Mm -hmm. Somebody somebody that dis destroys any idea which disagrees with Islam and tries to build the Islamic, Islamic narrative on every situation in life that you mm -hmm. go through. So those for me would be the, the main two. That you, you got a youth, Muslim youth mm -hmm. with so much energy and so much zeal. Learn about your Islam. And then of course implement that and spread that to everybody that you that you come in contact with.
you know, both of you normally I add my own tense pens into it, but I can't. Both of you just mashed it honestly, mashallah. Um brother Jazakla for coming on today. Um honestly, it's been really insightful thinking for myself, just learning a bit more the history of whole BJP Lest and I be more insight and especially like a perspective of a young Muslim as a young Muslim, what I can do because sometimes we think, you know what, like we like I said, we have that zeal, we know we you know wanna do something but we don't know what to do. We don't know how to understand this. not just what to do, but understand this whole situation. But Zakla Hill for that. Um, may Allah bless you guys And guys Please do follow them up You know Follow them up on their Instagrams uh, Which I'll put down In the YouTube and whatnot, And support their work Honestly They're doing some amazing work For the Muslim community um, Zakhli for listening to this podcast Please do follow us up On Insta and TikTok um, Again Subscribe YouTube uh, Spotify And Apple Podcast We'll be back on another podcast If you If anyone specific wants to Bring on Please let us know DM us Any topic you want to talk about Again please DM us Please support us Please support these brothers Support the one brotherhood movement uh, Keep ourselves Our families In this beautiful Umman Yaduaz With saying that Assalamualaikum Take care